everyone. Welcome to our podcast. 大家好。Ah, how has your week been? So, um, okay, I have a screenshot of a girl called Is this Armal? I think her name's Armal, and she posted this on that nurture website that we look at that app, and it was like thirteen weeks, two days. I feel bloated all the time. I'm hungry but don't want to eat. I'm tired but can't really sleep. I'm constipated. I'm nauseous on top of all of these. Plus, I don't have a baby bump yet, so I just look plain old miserable. And that's exactly how I feel. I'm constipated. I'm nauseous, but I want to eat. I'm tired. All of those things. Yeah. So, yeah, not not the best week for me. How about you? Mine has been fine. I'm sorry you're feeling like that. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah.、Um, but it, 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 that explanation is great for someone who's pregnant. Mm-hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. Mine's been fine. I have nothing to update you on. I had a great week. We had a short week because it's a holiday here in Taiwan, Dragon Boat Festival.、Mm-hmm. So yes, I've just been enjoying my time and like having a good. Bonding time with my little one. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you know something else that I noticed that I'm getting? I think I showed you. Did I show you at work, or I just said it?、Um, I'm getting not nosebleeds. Like my nose isn't running with blood, but I get a lot of blood in my nose when I blow now. Yeah. And I didn't realize that that is a symptom of pregnancy. Yeah. And then. Luckily, again, I googled it and tried to find out some information. And the causes of it are, as with all blood vessels in the body, those in the nose are softened and expand during pregnancy.、Mm. In addition, your body has an increased blood volume in pregnancy, which puts pressure on those delicate structures. You are most likely to have a nosebleed if you have a cold or a sinus infection, or if your nasal membrane is dry. Which can happen in cold weather or air-conditioned rooms, and I'm constantly in an air-conditioned room, and my nose is always dry. Yes. So now it feels all bloody and and、yeah. gross and and not nice. And you know, when you're pregnant, anything that's a bit different, especially blood. Yeah. You freak out, yeah, yeah. right? I remember saying to you at work that, oh yeah, I used to go get like brushing my teeth. Yes, that's how I knew I was probably pregnant. Is because I never bleed, but every time I brushed my teeth when I was pregnant,、mm-hmm. I always bled. Same, same. So if you're out there and you're pregnant and you're worried about a bloody nose or bloody teeth, it's normal. We've、yes. all been through it. There's going to be other symptoms too. <laughs>、uh-huh. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Okay, so this week we are talking about a very sensitive topic,、yes. right? Do you want to introduce the topic? Yes, we are talking about eating disorders,、mm-hmm. eating disorders before pregnancy, during, and probably after, depending on your situation. Yeah, and I, the reason we chose this topic is because we are both people who have suffered with an eating disorder in the past, and Cheryl's obviously had a baby, and I'm pregnant now, and it was something that I. It's been very triggering for me, gaining weight and seeing my body change, and it hasn't even changed that much yet. And it was something we wanted to talk about on the podcast to see who else is going through this, and to know that you know there is a support system out there, and it there are going to be so many things now that trigger you. Yes, and it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, yeah.、But、we grew up in a society that I don't know if you remember we're from the '90s. So when you are growing up, we we had like Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan were、uh-huh. our role models, and、mm-hmm. they went through like a really skinny stage. So skinny was in、yes. when we were growing up. Yes. So that's like the body image that little girls see, and of course you want to like mimic that, right? So you're going through all these things when you're a teenager that you want those. The hips to have the bones sticking out with yes, the jeans,、I'm... the low jeans. I don't even know how I didn't sh- 
have any of my pubic hair sticking out, you know, because my jeans <laughs> used to be really low. And it's just something that I look back on all the time and think like, wow, like even now, uh-huh. now it's really in to be curvy, fit is in, um, high rise pants are in. I'm wearing it today. Like, you know, um, back then it wasn't, it was like not no, fashionable. I, I, that really just sparked a memory inside of me. I was never thin enough to have my pavic bone sticking out, but I remember girls doing that. It was the really low, low jeans. And actually <clears throat> I remember Kate Moss being big in the nineties yes. and, and a quote that she said, that's always stuck with me because I don't want to admit it's true, but it's so true and it shouldn't be true. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Yes. And it's and, true. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like when someone compliments you when you're that skinny, mm-hmm. it almost makes you want to like lose more because that feeling of someone complimenting you, it almost tells you what you're doing is correct, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember it's like you want to wear those shirts. It wasn't a crop shirt. It was the shirt that it makes you just below and over the belly button but short enough that those bones are sticking out and your pants are low enough that you have those two lines yeah those two lines sticking out i was thin enough to have that when i was that age i mean it started like my obsession started like long before that as well it's not to do with the role models the role models just made it more um not real i don't know how to explain like it was like i my my family was saying that it's good to be skinny Mm -hmm. asian people are very harsh in that way where they think skinny is pretty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the whiter you are is pretty skin wise not like you know um so when i saw those female role models being like super thin i was like oh this is what my mom was talking about when i was young yeah. And it's not that she was a bad mom, it's just what she grew up as well. They are in a society where you want to be thin and like look a certain way. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. And I think that for me right now has been something that's been very triggering. Now, if you are someone that lives in an Asian country and you're Western, you're always going to get comments here. Oh, your boobs so big. Mm. Oh, you're so curvy. Oh, so yes. sexy. So this, so that. But then also the looks of, oh, you're too big. And, you know, if you're not in like 50 something kg, I'm never going to be 50 something kg. That's never my body, even at my skinniest, when I ha- when I was at the worst part of my eating disorder and I was tiny I wasn't 50 something kg my body just isn't built that way so it's really hard here watching my body change and being in a a culture that I know unfortunately has an unhealthy mindset towards body types in terms of being really skinny and they are going to be they are built different to westerners like their bone density they are smaller like if you're asian you are smaller genetically than say a german person same with english we're genetically smaller than german people they're like really tall and big and you know so we have to think of that but it was hard moving here in the first place yes feeling fat yeah and now getting pregnant it's it's hard yes so i feel like i had the opposite effect i used to be really harsh on myself really strict with my eating and then when i got pregnant Mm. i felt like it was a time like a relief i swear like the when i got pregnant i just was like oh like i finally have able to just eat whatever i wanted have a reason to eat and that's the reason why i felt so happy 
I didn't care. People were like, well, you've gained so much weight in your pregnancy. And I did, I gained a lot, but I didn't care. Like it did not bother me like other people, like they struggle with their changing body. Whereas I really embraced it. I was very like happy to be bigger and rounded. Like I, I just, that was the happiest time I've ever been like with my body and I also found out I was having a girl and so my mindset was that I don't want her to grow up thinking you have to look a certain way or be a certain size or be a certain color or whatever to be accepted and you are good with that I've, I've seen you around your daughter and even if you're having a bad day with your weight or yeah. the way you look you'll never say it in front of her and yes. you don't talk about it in front of her and it's not hard for me not to talk about it but I have had bad days like after I had my daughter I really struggled um like you say that you wear yourself every day yeah I used to wear myself maybe constantly also during the day before even wanting to get pregnant and then I um got pregnant and saw how much I was gaining weight that I just decided like halfway through my pregnancy I don't I'm gonna let the nurses weigh me but tell them not to tell me oh. and I still haven't weighed myself since after I've given birth and even now uh-huh. because I still have anxiety like I'm just worried about if I see the number on the scale is it gonna upset me and I'd rather not deal with that so because it'll put you in a bad mood or something for the rest of the day and yes. trigger you so for me I rather like put clothes on and if my clothes feel tight I'm like okay I, I'm like okay I'm probably gaining weight if they feel looser I'm like yeah you know like at least it's not I'm what I'm doing is correct because I try right. to do it the correct way not the, the thing wrong way is, <coughs> I weigh myself every day And it is a way of control, but it's also a way of monitoring. And I know it seems really unhealthy. And I know everyone's like, oh, it's so unhealthy to do that. But it doesn't put me in a bad mood. I don't weigh myself and go, oh, I'm in a bad mood now. Oh, because of this. I weigh myself and I'm like, okay, I put on a little bit of weight. That's normal in the first trimester. Or, oh, I've lost a little bit of weight. Oh, I had COVID. You know, things like that. It's a way for me to mentally stabilize my control with my weight instead of using control through eating and i think with me it was because i had let go of my i was like so strict that my body just really gained all that weight yeah that i was just like you stabbed yourself for so many years i just kind of let go and i was just like if i weigh myself it's going to make me go into a spiral Uh uh-huh so i was just like i'm not gonna weigh myself anymore i'm just going to let it be Uh uh-huh uh-huh um i really feel like (coughs) oh i've got a a little bit of an itch in my throat suddenly (laughs) i can feel it um i feel like something the one of the other triggers that has been really uh, annoying for me is when you're pregnant people feel like they have more right to comment on your body some people feel that anyway and they will comment on the way you look or oh someone said the other day because it was just it was just my face and the way i was posing someone was like oh have you lost weight and and i was i said to my boyfriend because it was his friend she commented on facebook or something and i was just like but why why did she think i needed to lose weight why is she asking if i've lost weight why not just look at the picture and say oh you look nice you look healthy you look happy why say to me oh have you lost weight like i should have lost weight asian again Mm. and um and i was just like no that's just annoying and i haven't lost any weight but it just 
now even more so because you're pregnant people feel like they can comment on your body yeah. more i feel like in asia they just comment on your body in general like always yeah and it's not it's a just healthy something they like to do it's not healthy to be around that and then also when you're already triggered because your body's changing and then people are commenting on it like like i said someone at work said to me like how many months are you and it was just oh like, I know I don't like that either like it just bothers me I had um people ask if I had twins and mm-hmm. it just irritates me and then when you post stuff on social media and you're like <clears throat> don't comment on pregnant women's bodies and you get girls saying like why yeah it's okay to do that and I'm like yeah but not in that way yeah 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 I yeah. just feel like it's very negative so when I was doing some research about women who have eating disorders um, and are pregnant, one thing that they said that really resonates with me is they find it hard to separate themselves from having a baby. So, and that's something I'm struggling with. Like I have to remember there's a baby growing inside of me that I'm having to fuel and keep healthy. And then the other side of me gets on the scales and I'm like, oh, gone up a bit, maybe I should go down. But I have to remember that it's not just me I'm looking after now. And I think that was something that just resonated with me massively was trying to not separate the two. And so, and this is why I stopped weighing myself. is because, yeah. like, I, like, weighed myself and I told you, I was like, I'm going on a diet. I'm going for a run. And my husband's like, you're pregnant. That's not really good to just yeah. start doing and get on a diet and lose weight. No, it's really bad. They say you shouldn't diet, right? Yes. Um, sorry i've still got a bit of a itch in my throat i'm just going to cough it out quickly um a research study carried out by the uk found that about seven percent of pregnant women were experiencing an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and that's in the uk so seven percent um before i give you the next part of this statistic actually i want to know why why would you think it's hard to record an amount of eating disorders a percentage like how it's hard to find statistics why would you say it's hard to find statistics of eating disorders i don't think women want to talk about it that's the that is it so that's exactly it so it's probably more and it says here that the number is likely higher actually higher because some women either hide the signs of their uh, disorder or deny having it to begin with and I never was ashamed of my eating disorder because of the environment I was in. I was in uh, performing arts mm-hmm. and it was good to brag about how, how little you've eaten. It was good to brag about how much weight you've lost in an unhealthy way. So it was never something that I like hid. I was never someone that made myself sick. Um, I was more of a binge eater, but to be honest, I just kind of starved myself for months and lost yeah. a lot of weight. And I took some really bad tablets that were like uh, amphetamine um, fat pills that you can get from the fat doctor, they call it in England. And if you're over your BMI, they'll give it to you and it speeds up your metabolism, but it suppresses your appetite. So I wasn't overweight to get them, but my friend was. So she'd go get them. And then you'd take them. We'd split them and I'd give her half the money and then we'd take that. And we just lost so much weight on these fat pills, we used to call them. So, yeah. I, I, I was never ashamed of it, but I can now relate a little bit more because if I was to do that now pregnant, that percentage of 7% is not people with eating disorders, it's people who are pregnant with eating disorders. The shame of having an eating disorder is, is, is enough anyway, but let alone being pregnant and having an eating disorder. Yes. The shame of that, because you're doing it to your 
baby. Yes. And you want a healthy baby, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we always try to not put our insecurities on our kids. Yes, yes, definitely. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> I can't get away from this itch. Do you want some water? I did drink some. Hold oh, on. okay. <coughs> Every time I try to talk, it's like, it comes up again. Okay, yeah, it's okay. It's probably the aircon. The dry nose creates a dry mouth. No, I've got a bit of allergies as well. So, oh, yes, yeah, allergy okay. seasons. Um, okay, and also I would also like to say, like, I was a person that was a little bit, I hid it very well. I'm sure some of you who are my friends who's listening to this probably will be surprised um, because I used to hide it and not let people know. I would just make excuses, just like with the opposite of yours. Yeah, completely the opposite. And I also probably did things that I shouldn't have done. Um, so when I did get pregnant, I really did not, like, especially, I think if I had a boy, uh-huh. I wouldn't have changed the way I thought or really? did. Really? Yeah. I say that to my husband. I say that to a lot of but my friends. But boys suffer from eating disorders. Yes. But the problem is, is that boys don't have, I feel that in society, we don't put so much pressure on men. Men, uh-huh. dad bods are accepted, but when you say you have a mom bod, well, that's not even a terminology, is it? No one really says that. Like mom they, bod, mom mom bodies. They when you see it on Instagram and stuff, it's always someone who's really fit and they've yeah. like worked hard to get there. Which I'm not. I'm or not genetically saying, got there. Yes, and I'm I'm just saying I'm not saying that that's bad. What I'm saying is, there was a post the other day and they were like, yeah, dad bod, and it's like someone standing there with his gut out and he just he looks like a dad. But I was just like, how come they get celebrated and then for us it's like shameful? Yeah, you know. So I just think we should celebrate all bodies. And since I was little, my mom always said that being a girl, you have to look a certain way, you have to act a certain way, and you have to look a certain way. Mm. And I, it was really like from when I was young. Like I remember being five years old and my mom's like, you're not allowed to drink juice. Juice makes you fat. Yeah. And she's not a bad mother. It's just society at that time, yes. right? Yeah. I don't want her to feel bad if she hears this. Um, and even when I was older, she would always, everybody would just be like, you look so much prettier when you're thinner. Yeah. And <sighs> I remember being at my matric dance, which is prom for me and my brother saying to me like you would be the prettiest girl in this room if you just lost weight and he didn't mean anything by it it's just my whole family everything's weight driven yeah the same with my family 100 percent. like even now my mum and her sister they're on um this keto diet you know everyone's <laughs> doing it and they've lost a lot oh, of really? weight a lot of weight and they sent a picture today i can uh, i can show you here oh wow so that's my mum and her sister <gasps> oh my and gosh your mom does look very thin yeah she's lost a lot of weight and it's like okay but now make sure that you're doing it healthily but also at the same time you do know i always try to tell people like on keto it's great but as soon as you start introducing everything you've cut out your body doesn't know how to process Mm -hmm. it right and you're gonna gain weight no Mm -hmm. matter what because it needs time to get used to the other Uh foods again yeah so i do say like it's great if you find something that works but you're gonna have to do that forever 
And most people don't do and these they, forever. And they say don't do keto forever because it's not good for you to yes. do it forever. So I always say, like, you need to find a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is what I've been trying to do since I've had my daughter. I struggle very bad. I still have days where I just want to be like, I'm going to starve myself for, like, three days because it just makes me feel and better. And then binge. And then probably binge or do something else. Mm. So there are little snippets of what I used to want to do come out. This is the point. It's something, this is the thing when you've had an eating disorder, it's something that never really goes. It's always there. You just learn how to manage it and how to deal with it. And for me, like an instant, one thing that made me realize I knew I still had an eating disorder was the first time I went to a restaurant and they started introducing the calorie count on the menu. Yes. And when I could see what the calories were in a meal, didn't matter what I felt like eating, I always went for the thing that had the less amount of calories. Always. So I am the opposite. I won't go to a restaurant. I used to like avoid dinners and like go and eat out with friends. I'd make an excuse. Mm -mm. But drinks and stuff I will join. And if we did go, that means that I had like a week of like starving and probably like binging like not being sick and all that stuff i'd like make sure that that meal is deserved yeah and i would eat a lot like i can i would be able to eat a whole pizza and probably more and then later on i'll just get rid of it and that was just how it always was and people would be like wow you eat you can eat a lot and i used to be really proud like yeah i can eat a lot and they're like, and you're so small. And I'd be like, yeah, it's something I've always been able to do. But little did they know. But, you know, it just made me like, oh, yeah, it made me feel good when people it, would I find it, it really interesting that we had completely different experiences with eating disorders when we weren't pregnant. And then it's like it switched. It was like opposite. Yeah. And then when you were pregnant, you were just, you were eating, you were happy, you were finally like... I just feel like, like I had an excuse. Like every time right. someone would be like, oh, you, you, you're eating so much. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm pregnant. Whereas I'd just be like, I'm I feel pregnant. the opposite. I yes. feel like, oh, I'm getting fat again. And I think it's because I used to be a lot bigger. When I first moved to Taiwan, I used to be 76 kg when I first moved here. And then I got down to 64 kg. And that was just a good weight for me. And then I put on like to about 67, 68 kg when I was trying for a baby. And now I'm putting more weight on. It's just like, oh good God. And it scares me because I don't want to go up to the high numbers too quickly. I wish I'd have like lost more weight and got a bit more healthy before I got pregnant. You know, it's something no one can tell you like oh you know don't worry about it because i know you're gonna worry about it and you're yeah. gonna obsess they weighed me in front of people at they my do clinic. that they always do that it's just you, how it is and i just i and and again if i was in england cheryl i wouldn't feel so self-conscious about it because i know in england i'm just an average girl like i'm an average weight. like i'm healthy probably slightly over me, my bmi but like it's nothing to worry about health wise but here when these women who are like nine months pregnant and they weigh less than me and i'm like 14 weeks and it's just like and then they're looking at me like you can tell like I have to get on the scales and I can tell they're like watching me and I'm just like oh do I have to do this and then it puts me in a bad mood and then I'm really snappy and I'm really like you know yeah, okay annoyed. so that's why 
you can't compare yourself to anyone. You have I to know. just let it be because I was also the big one. Like I always went and like, like I told you, I told the nurse to not tell me, but they just shout it out and you can hear it. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay. And I remember for my final way and I was like 85 and she was just like, and, I, and that's in Chinese and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I remember yeah. going to my friend Bashu, Nadia. Uh, 85. Yeah, and I'd be like, do you know how much I weigh? She's like, 80. And I'm like, no, more. And she's like, <laughs> what do you mean? And I'm like, 85. And she's like, no. And I'm like, yes, no. Because she's also, as a girl, you do care about these things. Yeah. And I did, I don't know what I thought was going to happen after I gave birth. I thought it was just going to fall off me and like I'd go back to my normal weight. I don't want to be as thin as I was before, but I just thought it would be easy, right? Yeah. And like it didn't. I remember like I just stayed at 70 for like a year. Yeah. And I never went down and I probably did go up because I don't weigh myself. But like now and then you do go to the doctor, they ask you to step on the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like 71 after a year of having my daughter and I was breastfeeding because everyone's like, oh, when you breastfeed, you'll lose, you'll weight. lose weight. I'm like, I don't know about other people. I had a friend who had her baby. She literally got thinner than what she was before. Yes, my And that's friend. because they have hormone, like their hormone levels out or maybe they have an imbalance. I had a definitely an imbalance. Uh, Couldn't lose the weight. I showed you a picture of my friend Christy because I went to visit her in Taichung. And she's lost, she was thinner than she was before she got pregnant. She was like, it's breastfeeding. And I was like, oh, and this is another thing that people are going to judge me on. I don't want to breastfeed and I'm not going to breastfeed. And that is for personal reasons, for mental health reasons. I'm not going to do that. And people keep saying, oh no, you must breastfeed. Breast is best. And it's like, I know, but I also think having a healthy mindset is best as well. And also they're like, oh, but you'll lose weight. You'll lose weight. And it's like, I don't, you know, no, I, it doesn't matter. okay i'm not saying you won't what i'm saying calories yeah but it doesn't burn that much and like the problem is is that it depends on your hormones it all to do with your hormones after i got my hormones checked and like done then i started losing the weight Uh but i just think you need to do what you want and that's it it says here that while breastfeeding burns about five to seven hundred calories extra per day the fuel milk making this is not always contribute this does not always contribute to weight loss so yeah you're right no i i literally i breastfed yeah. my daughter for like a year mm. i did not lose no weight i actually gained weight yeah breastfeeding you actually have to eat the calories but, that you're making for your baby exactly if you are not uh let's say if you are not putting the right stuff into your body that's what you're feeding your child but it's also not healthy to think oh i'm gonna breastfeed just because i want to lose weight yeah but also most people do it just depends all to do with your hormones i'm being serious like uh, that friend of mine it really irritated me because every time i'd see her she'd be eating like mcdonald's or or a cake or something and me i'd be like what how are you so skinny and even her husband's like she's thinner than she was before and i'm like looking at him thinking what do you think of me then i have not been able to get thinner without even trying yeah yeah um when you had an eating disorder what was the eating did you get do you know what type of eating disorder you had like was i think it i had eating? everything um because <laughs> you have some stats on like different names of the so eating. there's a bul- bulimia nervosa and anorexia nervosa which is i think i had both to be honest uh-huh i think i used 
I used to not eat a lot. And then as soon as, like I told you, the meal needs to be earned, I would like take pills and make sure my system would be cleansed of it or I'd make myself sick. I didn't like to make myself sick because that, that your, <clears throat> what? I'm sure other people listening who have had um, bulimia, when you make yourself sick, sick, the acid from your stomach makes your throat a little bit like ho- horse. Yeah. And for the rest of the day, you'll have this burning sensation uh-huh. in your throat. So I didn't like to do that. I'd prefer to have like an upset stomach and diarrhea. Yes. Yeah. So I used to use, I actually looked it up. Laxatives. I used to use these laxatives. Mm-hmm. Called, it starts with a D. I think it's like deluxe or something like mm-hmm. that. And I would buy them from the pharmacy. They still make them now. I looked it up and they, and you, you know, most people take one. Yeah. I think I used to take like seven in a day. Oh my God. And the more you take them, the more your body gets used to it. So I used to take a lot, like literally would buy packets. Like you would get a packet of like 60. You could get packets of like hundreds in there. And I remember just being like next year, I I tell myself while I'm on the toilet, it really makes you feel ill. I remember the feeling. It's almost like when you're giving birth, it's the same feeling of that. And I think that's why my birth story and the threshold like i didn't think it was that bad because i put my body through so much trauma and i was sitting on the toilet and i did tell myself like next year i'm going to be fine like i'll go back to normal yeah. my normal life and i will see you knew you had a problem i never really knew i had a problem <clears throat> until i was a bit older and then i looked back and i was just like well that's not normal we shouldn't be doing that i but... feel like everyone has a little bit of a obsession yeah in the society Right? Like, I see people, like, we have a girl we work with at work. She's, like, obsessed with exercise and obsessed with healthy eating. It's also not healthy to be like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But they think it's healthy, so you let it be. I think everyone has this thing. I just knew it wasn't right to be, like, at home by yourself all the time, making sure that you don't have any plans the next day because you know you're going to be ill all day from what you're doing to your body. Or not going out and eating with friends. So I would go out because I didn't want my friends to find out like that I had this problem. See, I had friends that also had the same problem as me. So we were all doing it together. And I also didn't like, yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know if my friends had it. I don't know. See, because again. I'm sure they had, like my best friend used to starve herself. And I tell her it's not good. It's not good for you. Even though I was doing it to myself. But she didn't know that. Yeah. See, I was in that world of performing arts. And that's what we did. We we starved ourselves and we spoke about it. And we, you know, did as, as much as we could to lose as much weight. But the thing is with us, we genuinely thought we were fat. Like, I look back at those pictures and I remember all of us talking like, oh, yeah, we need to lose weight. Yeah, this isn't funny now. Oh, yes. We're not going to get this role. We're not going to be able to join this. We're not going to be able to do that. We all actually were taking those amphetamine pills and starving ourselves and exercising because we literally all believed that we were fat. And we were telling each other that we were fat as well. Like, okay, yeah, so... you're a bit big for this role. You're not going to get that. So I was in a group where it was very toxic in that way. And we all, we all thought that about each other and helped each other. Yes. And I think it is something that... that that's why I'm, I brought up those like role models. Because I feel like it's something that you think it's okay to do. There wasn't that whole body positivity <coughs> yeah, movement no. then. That w- it was... 
you're fat, you're fat. Like, you're not going to get anything. You're not yes. going to get anywhere. You're not going to get the roles. You're not going to be able to go further in performing arts. So like. I, I, yeah, so this reminds me of when I was little. I'm not going to name any names, but anyway, mm. I when I was little, I was on the heavier side. And I always had people tell me, would you rather be fat, smart, and ugly? Because that's what they said. And I was like, no, I want to be thin, pretty. Stupid. And I, an average, my mind be average. I said that, and the person was like, "Well, then, you need to go on diet." Oh my because god! You won't get anywhere in life if you're not pretty, uh-huh. and so you'll see. I have we my we I have a cousin. I won't say her name. She's very pretty. She is. Uh, she used to be popular, which was younger. Now she's close to probably 41 i'm not sure i'm still the same as when she left high school because it's something that's been in like said to us since we were little that you will not be anybody unless you are thin and yeah. pretty yeah and you don't need brains because men will help you yeah so it's it's really hard because like I want to be able to say something to women right now on this podcast and say like if you are someone going through an eating disorder or you are someone that's pregnant and struggling with that control and separation from your body and and a baby I want to be able to say some fantastic advice but I'm going through it myself and I don't have anything to say like you know when you hear body positivity uh, the people and they're like you're enough be confident be sexy be this it's easier said than done it's a lot easier said than Sometimes done. Sometimes it's okay to just let go. Sometimes it's okay to think you're fat. <coughs> yes. Sometimes it's okay to feel guilty about, you know, not liking the way your body looks. It's this whole movement of you should love your stretch marks. You should love this. Not everyone does. And yeah. it's okay to not like that. And it's okay to... to just feel sad. It's so, Because yeah. it is something, it's almost like you're mourning. Because you're mourning what you had before, right? I look at pictures before and I was so skinny, but back then I would look in the mirror and be like, you are so ugly, fat, look I at know. you. yes. And you just like tell yourself, and I used to, I still wear makeup now, but I used to like pile it on. Yeah. And I just remember, just I'd be so upset if someone didn't want to be my friend. Because you thought it was because you were ugly. And fat. Yeah. I'd be it's like, crazy. that's because I'm not thin enough. It is crazy, isn't it? I can I can relate <coughs> to that. Sometimes I feel like, oh, they don't want to hang out with me or invite me to this because I'm fat, or they think I can't. I like, always used to say that. Do it, this or do that. It's the first thing I think about. It's sad. So if you are out there and you're going through that, I'm sorry, but you're not the only one. But I just want to let you know, there is it is something that you need to work on. But mm-hmm. I promise you, like now, I'm so happy. Like I le- really, really am. I I do have days where I think I'm just gonna go and take pills again and you can't get these pills in taiwan so thank goodness because there are days where i'm just like i don't know how to explain it to people it's almost like a drug addict that's almost like what well, it never goes like we you said have earlier a, a trigger someone says something to you and you just want to go and do the thing because you feel like once you do it you'll feel better so mm-hmm. i feel like oh if i go do this i'll just feel better and i'll and then i'll feel better about myself but you probably won't be and you're it, never happy yes you're never, you're happy, never happy but I am so happy right now. I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life. Uh-huh. And you I look really great. don't care. You like do literally look great. I'm just like I'm just I saw someone post something like 
I'm happy with my body. I used to, I would never wear this if I was like thinner, but I'm happy and I'm just going to flaunt what I got. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the same, especially if you have little eyes watching you, because I think it is so important as a parent, whether you have a girl or a boy. The reason why I said it's a girl, because I really realized, like, I don't want my daughter to see that, oh, being a woman is this hard. You need to look like this, right? Yeah. Of course, little boys are, you, you'd you want them to find partners and to respect their siblings, if they have a sister or their mom. But also boys suffer from eating disorders. Yes. And I actually wanted to share something because I did have, uh, I did post something that some other influencer Mm -hmm. shared about little girls or little eyes that are watching. And I just need to find it. So if you have anything to say, you you, you, you say something. Um, Quickly, we'll go to West Meets East very quickly because we can end um, with that or uh, unless you found it. Yes. Um, you found it? Yes. Oh, go on then. So, it was written by someone else, but I just kind of used it as my own, and I posted it because I it really spoke to me. So it says, this girl said, when she was growing up, all she heard was her mom talking about the things she hated about her body. Mm-hmm. Her mom was constantly dieting, complaining about the way she looked, criticized every flaw and feature of her. Well, every day people would say to her daughter... You look just like your mom, okay? And then, so she grew up hearing that she looked just like her mom, and all she knew was her mom hated the way she looked. So imagine you processing that as a child. Like, my mom hates the way she looks, so that means I must be really ugly and fat or whatever it is that she must be thinking. So I I posted this because I was like, your kids are watching you. They're mimicking what you're doing. So you need to make sure that you are the role model Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're setting a good example. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's no, okay. I get so emotional when I talk about my kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do a great job making sure that she's around that positive energy. Yes. And she loves her body and she's so happy with herself. I know. She's she, the other so day, confident. I have to just add in the other day I was in my underwear and I walked out and she was like, Mommy, you're so sexy. And my husband's like, <gasps> Who taught her this? It's because like, no, you call us. Because I always say to her, "You got sexy legs." Yeah, you know? and I'm not putting. I'm not making it sexual. I'm just saying it's cute. Yeah, but I've realized I need to use a different word for a little girl. Yeah, um, like may be like you've got such cute legs, or you have such a nice body, or you know. I always tell her, "Look at Bobby's belly; it's so big." But you know what? It's pretty, isn't it? And she, yeah. and I was like, "You were in there." She always say like, "Oh, actually, the other day she did run up to a friend of mine who has had a baby." She was like, oh, you got a baby in your belly. She says that to everyone. And so I was like, I'm so sorry. She doesn't mean that she sees your belly. It's because she, she says, says it to everyone. Everyone, Yeah. Um, but that lets, we can end this segment by actually, um, I think that you've just raised a good point with, you know, that, that, that kids are listening to us. And, and when you judge yourself, like, have you ever had that one friend who's, like, really skinny and they're like, oh, I feel so, I'm so I know, fat. I know. And then you're just like, mate, I'm 20 times the size of you. If you think you're fat, what People do you think People are not me? conscious of what they yeah. say. Yeah. Because so, they don't realise that you, you are comparing themselves. Exactly. Yeah. West meets East. We didn't really know what we were going to discuss this week for West meets East because we, we had more of a sensitive 
topic. Yes. So now this is going to sound really backwards to say food. Yes. <laughs> After talking about an eating disorder. But um, I wanted to talk about it because I think as an expat, you can relate. As a pregnant woman, you can relate. I think everyone can relate. When you live in a different country, sometimes you just miss your food. And I never thought I would say this about English food. I miss it so much. And sometimes I just want sandwich a sandwich a yummy sandwich sandwich not with sweet breast sweet breast (laughs) sweet bread not with pork floss not with all of this stuff that i just want i forgot that they have pork floss and fish floss just bread with a nice proper cheese with maybe some branston pickle like something yummy yes I just, I miss being able to go to the shop and buy a roast chicken sandwich, um, a plowman sandwich. Yes. These things that, that are so easy at home that I oh, would have made my pregnancy so much easier if I could have um, yeah. just go and get something I crave like that instead. Instead I'm with like a rice triangle. You know, know. it just doesn't hit as much. It just doesn't hit as much. There's so many things that you could have, like a what, pie. What are some things you miss from South Africa? That's what I was thinking, A pie. pie. A pie from the gas station. Oh my gosh, those are so steak and kidney, or or pepper steak pie, or chicken and mushroom. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I lo- just miss like you know like I don't know. There's so many things that pasta I just salad. miss. Yes, a nice pasta, a nice salad. Really There's no nice, nice salads salad. here no. either. No. Like at the spa, we have a spa there. You also have we spa. spa. Yeah, our, our spa has been updated. That you can go. They chop up the leaves. You can chickpeas chicken all these yummy things and then they mush it up and then they like shake it for you uh-huh. mix it for you they don't have that here it's just like a whole lettuce garden and you might it. be if you're listening and you're not someone who's been to taiwan or someone who lives in taiwan you don't understand you might be thinking oh just go make it yourself no it's, it's really expensive. expensive um yeah. food shopping is way more expensive here they've made it a, a, a cult like a society where it's very cheap to eat out so it's cheaper to go to a restaurant it's cheaper to go to the night market than it is to go out and buy pasta buy all the stuff you need to make to make the salad and then it goes bad quickly and salads it, here it's just literally a, a whole lettuce garden put just lettuce put in your salad and then the dressing like yeah. a thousand island yeah. dressing or uh, what is it Caesar dressing yeah Caesar and um, like a cherry tomato cut in half and that's it that's the only tomato you have <laughs> yeah. you don't have like four no, yeah it's Just one it's 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 not good and there are Taiwanese foods that I really love and there are Chinese foods I really love and they do really good Japanese food here things like that but you know when you're pregnant and you're craving some food sometimes all you want is a meal deal from Tesco and that is literally like a sandwich a packet of crisps and a drink yes and that is it that's all I want for my lunch sometimes is a sandwich yeah I love sandwiches so she's just been eating bagels (laughs) bread bagels (laughs) I did buy some rice crackers um some big ones I found some big ones so I can just put some cheese on and like some tomatoes and eat those so that I'm not eating as much bread but the only thing that makes me feel good right now is bread and I'm gonna Mm. eat bread and that's another thing that annoys me because I used to not allow myself bread because I can eat a lot of bread yes and now I'm pregnant I'm like oh I can eat as much bread as I want but then I'm like no I can't can't get too fat don't want to get too big like constantly questioning that so the whole dynamic of choosing the right food here because i don't know any pregnant woman that likes to eat vegetables when they're pregnant 
Who like if you are one of them, please because let me know. I've not met a woman who likes pregnant. Yeah. who's pregnant who likes vegetables. I always craved the bad stuff. Right. Yeah. Like stuff the, that fills your stomach. Yes. Yes. Okay. So next week, we're not going to discuss the topic that we're we're thinking of doing next week, but we are thinking of having a guess. Yeah. Right. So we do so need we to going, work on that. Yes, we're gonna work on it, and we will see. Yeah. How it goes. Hmm. So hopefully we do get a, a good guest on. So if you're interested, tune in. They may be here, they may not be here. <laughs> um, but let's leave it a bit of secrecy yes. with what we're planning to do. And thanks for supporting us, guys. And, and remember, if you're sensitive, this is not the right podcast for you. Yes. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Catch you next time. Bye.